What's up, everybody? We're back for another episode. That's right, that's right. So this week we're going to be covering um, uh, adjustment disorder for the uh, mental uh, mental illness. All right, and then, you know, we're going to cover three things that uh, we're grateful for, and then we'll finish out the episode with uh, weekly affirmations. All right, and, and we also got some topics that we got picked out to talk about. All right, guys? So let's, uh, let's go ahead and get into it, you know? So David, why don't you uh, tell us three things that you're grateful for? Um, one thing I'm grateful for is uh, I'm pretty sure I probably said it before, but sleep, sleep's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I really care about my sleep. I make sure I try and get it every night. You know, I don't waste it for no bullshit. But if I if I don't get like a full like, I can power off whatever four or five hours or whatever but i don't want to yeah, yeah you know i gotta get if i get a solid eight i'll be fine all day i can go home and have energy after work you know but uh I, i'm really grateful for sleep mm. but uh i'm also uh really grateful for ices man yeah. you know that, that's one of my favorite favorite things in the world yeah, and, you know i know they're fucking great i remember we used to go to casey's every day before school yeah. <laughs> i said we would go to casey's yeah, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I used to get a icy every morning before school, yeah. and finish it by the time I walked into class. Dude, you know what I miss is the fucking breadsticks. They still make them. I know. There's just no cases out here. Oh, do you, really? Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's like country Illinois, you know, Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> not not city. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks, dude. It sucks, and because of COVID, the cases is on thirty eight mm-hmm. over there. Um, closes early. So, like, every time we try to come back from your guys' house at night, like, we'll always call mm-hmm. and try to order them ahead of time. Right. You know, so, so we can just swing in and pick them up. And they, the kitchen is always closed. Bogus. Yeah, the so. one right off, um, right at the end of the cab? Yeah. No. Oh, that's bogus. That's bogus. Yeah, dude. It's upsetting. It's very upsetting. It's been years, too. It's been years. <laughs> I, think, I think we got them one time when me and Britt first got together. And that was it. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, it's been a long time. That sucks. Yeah, because every time I've gone, like any uh, any time I've gotten food from Casey's, uh, after that was always breakfast time. Mm, so they never had any. Yeah. I used to live on Casey's food. Yeah. Yeah, and when I worked as a delivery guy, just because it's oh, quick, it's yeah. easy, it's hot. And you it know. Right next door. Right, and then. Well, and just even just on the road, you know, if we go, if we're on the road or whatever, we see cases, we know we can pull off and grab a sandwich, be in and out, get gas, whatever, in and five minutes. Right. You know, it's like, it's gas station food. Yeah. Right. But it's not going to give me the shits every time. Yeah. You know, that's the one thing I really appreciated. Even their hot wings, man. That, that's when it never gave me the shits. Yeah, dude. The, all the food there was good, though. But you ever had their biscuits and gravy? No. It's really fucking good. <laughs> it's really good. It's probably canned. I, I don't care. It's good. And then they always got pizza rolls, which can never can go wrong with. Right. You know. I really enjoyed their chicken tenders. They were actually crispy. Yeah, the chicken tenders are good. Can't go wrong. No. It's like gas station food. You know. But uh, the last thing I'm grateful for, um, I had something, but it just disappeared. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm grateful for the podcast, man. Yeah. Um. You know, uh, it's nice just being able to sit down every week and talk and just have a real, you know, this like real conversations. Yeah. You know, just because like I feel like 
you're one of the only people that we can just have a hundred percent real without having to spare feelings or not try to get somebody mad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because we can actually talk about shit. You know, but uh, dude, I but, fucking I appreciate the fuck out of that, dude. Seriously, mm-hmm. uh, I really do because uh, th- I feel like this is where I get in trouble a lot in life. Is everyone always says to treat others how you want to be treated, but the reality is you can't do that, and I'm learning that. Yeah, because of exactly what you said, how what you just said about me, this is how I conduct every interaction with anybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, don't fucking spare my feelings. If I'm fucking up, tell me. You know, or if you're feeling a certain way, if I did something that made you upset, tell me, dude. Like, uh, you even if you do hurt my feelings, if there's truth in it, I can respect that. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? And I can always see that, you know? And so, yeah, so I appreciate the fuck out of that. And, yeah. Me too. Me too. But, yeah, yeah, I'm thankful for the podcast, man. You know, just being able to really talk. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. I'm happy that you, you uh, like coming here. Because I know it can, I mean, you, you got a lot to have to deal with to come out of mm-hmm. you know? I mean, it's, the drive isn't that bad. If it was strictly, like, all city, then I'd have a problem. But since it's all, like, back roads and shit, I really don't care. I can cruise control the entire way here, you know? Well, dude, my fucking cruise control in my car doesn't work anymore. Why? Because of all those safety features. Oh, my up. God. So, because of that, the computer can't trust itself to be on cruise control. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I can't even use cruise control. I'd be mad. I'd be fucking pissed. I honestly, it doesn't work. That's why I haven't gotten it fixed. Because the only thing that I'm kind of worried about now is like the airbags. But it, it says that they're working. But are they really working? I don't know. Right. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll sure hope so. Yeah. Or like, what if only like half work? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. You're just like, oh, what the fuck? And then yeah. just bread side. Poof. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you got it. Right. You got chosen? Come on. <laughs> Fucking, dude, one of my favorite scenes of that kind of shit is, do you remember the movie Dirty Grandpa? Yeah, Dude, uh, when he's fucking beaten on the steering wheel in the parking lot, he's, boom, and the fucking airbag goes off in front of everyone in the parking lot. Dude, dude, oh my God. And when he gets his nuts stuck in the vending machine. Dude, that was hilarious. My favorite was when they went to, uh, the restaurant, and then they shit all over the wall on accident. Oh, with the fake shit? Yeah, yeah. 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 Everyone was like... Yeah, he wait, was it like the sneeze thing? Yeah, 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 yeah he's yeah. like, oh, I got hush you! Yeah, and it yeah. shot out behind all, him. All over the wall, yep. yep. <laughs> Everyone just sat, like, didn't know what the fuck the, to do. The movie Hall Pass did that, bro. Yeah. That's what introduced me to that, and it traumatized me. Yeah. Uh, when they're in the fucking motel room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the fucking when he pulls the fish out of the water at the golf course and it yeah. has the dick on it yeah and yeah, he's yeah. like trying to juggle it and yeah. it rolls over on him and it's like yeah. flopping in his mouth yeah uh dude those are some classic fucking those were like jackasses like funniest fucking moments yeah. for real like that movie was so fucking good yeah it was it was dirty grandpa the bad grandpa one is with uh zach efron yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Dirty grandpa was fucking great too. yeah that was <laughs> I really enjoyed that movie. But damn, I forgot what I was gonna say. You were talking. What would you? What were we talking about first? I don't really remember. Well, airbags in the car. Yeah, yeah. But cruise control, drive here. No, yeah, no. It was after all. That. It doesn't matter. Either way. So, but uh, yeah, man. I got three things that I'm gonna support too. One is carnivals. 
yesterday we went to uh, like a fair carnival kind of thing, you know, and it wasn't super big. But because of that, I think that that's what allowed, like, I was kind of, like, able to just let my daughter kind of run around. You know, and it was kind of, like, gloomy and a little bit rainy that day. So, I feel like not a lot of people showed up. Mm-hmm. So, it gave us a lot of freedom, you know. And my daughter had a great fucking time. We got to take her on some rides. And uh, and spend a lot of time with you guys. Oh, so, yeah. it was great. I had a great fucking day yesterday. And I got fair food. Oh, dude, I ate two corn dogs. <laughs> <laughs> It was good. Then pork nachos were okay. I feel like we I could have done without the barbecue sauce with the well, cheese. The barbecue sauce was just so sweet. I didn't like that. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I've had like barbecue sauce and nachos before, and it was really good. Right. But I feel like it's just because of that barbecue sauce is so sweet to mix mix up. You know, but that's just my opinion. But um, another thing that I'm grateful for is uh, my new work schedule. So I'm working four tens, so I get three days off a week, and this has been fucking awesome. This is the second week that we've been on this schedule, and so far it's been amazing. And one of the reasons why it's been amazing is for my third reason is the lack of sacrifice. Before, when it would come to the weekends, only having Friday, Saturday, or Saturday, Sundays off, we would do the podcast on Sundays, so that would take up most of my Sunday, you know. And then because I would try and edit it at night and stuff, so basically it would take. Uh, take away my whole day on Sunday. But then on Saturdays, it would be, you know, family days. Like, we have to go and visit people. You know, we got a lot. We got a big circle. So it was like every Saturday, we're picking who we're going to see that week. And then before doing that, we're going grocery shopping and doing all this extra shit. So I, I never got a day off, and it always took a tremendous amount of sacrifice. Right? So now with having this third day off, I don't have to do that. I can have a day for just my family, my my girlfriend, my daughter, and then a day, and some of that day for me to relax also, right? And then then I we can have grocery shopping, whatever, go see whoever on Saturdays, and then on Sundays we do the podcast. And then because of that, now it seems like I finally got like the perfect culmination of my weekend now. You know, a little bit of time to relax, time to work, and then time to see everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, so and for that I'm super fucking grateful. You know, I mean I. I've gotten to do a lot in these last two weeks. So, it's been nice. Hell yeah. So, you, uh, do you remember what your weekly affirmation was last week? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was to go out more. You know, stay, um, you know, make sure I'm trying to go outside. Right? I think so. That's what I thought. Um, but And I did accomplish that last week. I went out every day that it wasn't pretty much shitty. You know, I went. I think I went out three times: Monday, uh, Wednesday, and Thursday, because it was raining mm-hmm. Tuesday and Friday. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I did that. I was, I, actually, I met somebody new at the park too. Yeah. His name's uh, his name's Josh, but uh, yeah, we uh, ho- he hooped on me, fucking whooped my ass. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, a lot better than I am. Yeah. But yeah, and so, but then I ended up walking back to the house after that, and that was that. I'm pretty sure that was actually the last day I went out too. Thursday. Because mm-hmm. then the fair started out on Friday. Yeah. But you got a lot of exercise in yesterday, too. A lot of walking. A lot of walking, yeah. But, I mean, not not as much as, like, not can't compare to, the, like, the sandwich fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, dude, I remember I used to walk out of the sandwich fair, and my calves would be rock hard. Because yeah. you walk, like, four miles in a day, especially when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, You yeah. know, because you're just running back and forth to all the rides. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited I'll actually have money. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for a pork sandwich. Yeah. Every year, man. Mom got us hooked on those. 
Dude, I, my, my food that I look forward to the most, that's kind of fair, is steak on a stick. Really? Oh, from the steak place? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people go for that. There's also a taco place there that's really high rated that a lot of people go for. Really? Yeah. It's like towards the back, towards the animals. Yeah. Yeah. We got it one year. I was with one of my friends, and it was pretty good. Yeah. Probably end up getting another one last year. <laughs> yeah. It's only a few months away. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I might be at a festival. You can't miss a fair. Well, there's a festival September 2nd through September 4th, which oh, I know. okay. So, um, that... So that should be the week before. Mm-hmm. Or the week of, honestly, maybe. Because remember, sometimes oh, it falls on... Birthday. Sometimes it falls on my birthday, sometimes yeah. the day after, sometimes the day before. Yeah. So, but a September 2nd through September 4th is more... I think it's always the second week, right? The second week of September? I don't know. So I don't know. But, uh... It's called North Coast. A lot of big names. And it's only an hour and a half from here. The three-day event. It's at the SeatGeek Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah. SeatGeek has a stadium in that, huh? Mm-hmm. Out here. Nice. I mean, it makes sense. But, yeah, it's a three-day event. It's going to be insane. Some big fucking names. For real. Like, uh, there's one song that we listen to called Party Starter. It has three people on it. And all, they're doing a three-person back-to-back set there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a Uber, back-to-back, Ominous, back-to-back, uh, Yak. Y-A-K-Z. Yak. Uh, but it's a three-person back-to-back set. That's going to be fucking insane. Yeah. You know, just to have three people, because that's going to be an hour-and-a-half set, easy, if you want to give them at all at least, you know, 20 to 5, 30 minutes, at least a person, you know? So, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's to close out the night, too. Yeah. On Sunday. Oh, yeah. But that one's going to be fun as fuck. But, yeah. yeah. What is something that you're looking forward to doing in the next seven days? Next seven days, yep. I tied. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know that's. Let's, how, let's talk about that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, that place is obviously a big part of our childhood, but just like the whole place is cool. Yeah. You know, like it's a just a big open lake with just a lot of big inflatable toys. You know, trampolines. They have like the the fat boy blob or whatever, so you like, can crawl on the end and then have somebody jump and it launches you into the water. Yeah. So so like the, this place is it's called High Tide. It's out here in Illinois. Um. It's technically a water park or a water resort. I don't know what the specific classification it's is. It's also and more just a campground. Yeah. Yep. And then also, yeah, it has the camping area. But it, it's really unique. Uh, I've never really been to a place like this before. Um, so, but it, so it's a man-made pond that they dug out of the ground, right? And then they, they like, filter it and irrigate it or whatever and do whatever they need to keep it relatively clean. And then, but they also have a pool that they had built off to the side and then on the one side of the lake that they built is uh sand like it's like a beach you know and it, it slowly you know it starts off at you know like your toe level of water then it goes all the way down to like 17 18 feet deep towards the middle right and then out on the water they have like trampolines that are like you know on inner tubes that you can jump on the water they have like uh, so they have like two trampolines like connecting them to like this log roll thing that you like run across and it's like a balance beam, right? And then it has this thing, it's called a Saturn, it's a big ball. And then it has a ring on the outside of the ball and then all these like uh, handles to hang on to. And then you can get people and you can like teeter-totter it and then launch people like way up into the air. Probably like 20, maybe like 25 feet up Yeah, in the air. yeah, like it's insane. And then they have the blob thing where like one person sits on one side and then they jump on the other and it launches you. They have that, they got a log rule. They got a bunch of like balance stuff. Um, 
So overall, it's crazy. And then they have a creek that runs down down the side of it. They have um, like a pathway with these like bikes that you can rent. It, it, they have a lot going on out there. And then they, of course they have the jukebox that's always playing music out loud right. for everybody. And then you can like pay to play music and do all that stuff. And then you can also what's really nice is it's super cheap. And then you also can just bring all of your own stuff. And then it's kind of like picnic for the day, mm-hmm. you know. So which is really nice because a lot of water parks won't let you bring in outside food. Yeah, you, know? you bring everything. Bring your own cooler. They have places where you can barbecue. Yep. They yeah, have grills. shuffleboard boards. They have bags you yeah, can rent yeah. and stuff like that. They Basketballs. Have multiple parks for the kids to play at. Oh, do you remember the polished tin slide? Dude. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that thing, yeah. dude? That thing was fucking dangerous, man. Yeah. There's a there's a slide there that's like complete like stainless steel. Yeah. And they polish it. And it it's like it, it starts at like ten feet high. Yeah. And it's just like a straight like me so like you get like a solid ten mile an hour drop. And then just hit the bottom and cruise straight off the end of the slide, yeah. right into the wood chips. And it gets so hot during the summer. Uh uh-huh. oh, it's lovely. Takes your skin off as you yeah. go down. That's the best part about it. Yeah. So and it's really big. It's a big place too, which is nice because then if people are there, if you don't feel like they're on top of each other. Yeah, know. there's like there's at least like forty five picnic tables. Yeah. They're all spread out. And so but like David was saying, we've been we've been going there for a very long time since we were little, you know. Since I was probably eight, nine years old. Yeah, I was gonna say I had to have been like twelve, eleven, twelve, you know, maybe thirteen when we first started going. And then um but just a lot of crazy stuff happened. Stuff stuff has happened there. Like there was a lot of fights. I got in a lot of fights there. Met a lot of girls there. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it, it just played a significant part of our childhood. You know, and it's just really crazy to me because this is a conversation that I was having with my girlfriend uh, last week or maybe the week before. Was you know her parent her her dad still lives in the house that she was kind of like raised in that they spent a lot of time in. You know, and I, I asked her. I was like. Is it cool that like our daughter gets to make memories in the house that you got to make memories in too? You know, because we don't, I don't get that. Right. You know, like we don't get to go back to our childhood house. You know, so, and she's like, no, I actually kind of hate it because of everything that happened to her and her family and stuff like that. You know. Mm-hmm. So, so I was like, okay, yeah, I mean that's kind of a fair point, but um, like with high tide. This is a place where there is no negative, you know, memories, you know, connected. Mm, exactly. To you know, and then now I get to bring my daughter there, and she gets to make memories at a place that I got to go to, you know, and that's fucking, that means the mm-hmm. world to me. And when we talk, we used to go to this place a lot, like for four or five summers, uh, summers straight. We literally went to this place every single day, pretty much, that we were able to go. Um, yeah, any day that it wasn't raining, any day that it wasn't raining, at least. Uh, there's a you can buy a summer pass for like 160 bucks. Yeah. You can get like six people on it. My mom would put our entire family, and that uh, usually our dad couldn't go because he was always working. Yeah. So that she would take like one of our friends or whatever and put them on the list. Yeah, we'd all kind of rotate like one friend we could bring. Right, you know? and uh, she would take us all literally every single day. We would go from like 11 to 6 p.m. every night. Dude, all of our friends would get hurt. Yeah, dude, every time we went, and yeah. we would all walk out of there perfectly fine, yeah, but yeah. I mean, hey, that was a good time, and yeah. then he's in the back dying from yeah, third degree sunburn. sunburn, fucking getting his feet trapped in trampolines, dude, whatever. Dude, that, 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 that was always dude, a... Dude, this shit's a fucking workout, bro. Like, when I say this place is huge, this place is huge, right? Like, there's a river you can walk in that you can wait and catch crawfish. 
Yeah, dude. Well, there's it's a little like from the shore to out to the trampoline. It's probably like a three and a half, four minute swim. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm talking like a real fucking swim. Like you're getting. You, it. you can't touch the ground after about you know thirty steps into the water. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then so just to get out to the trampoline in itself is a workout. You need then to put yourself out of the yeah, water. Yeah, and then after that, everything's just an upper body workout because you gotta pull yourself on top and then. You know, and it's the same thing for every instrument that they have out there. You know, and then they also have, like, all these things that, like, just sit on top of the water, and they have, like, netting on the bottom, and you sit, and you sit, like, you know, a half a foot in the water, so you can lounge out in the water and just right. sunbathe and do all that shit, too. You know, but everything takes a, an enormous amount of upper body strength, you know? They have something called the iceberg. That's yeah. something we haven't brought up yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is probably the most insane thing that they've added to it. Yeah. Uh, there's obviously some rules and regulations, obviously, because, you know, the thing is 30 feet fucking high. Uh, literally. Um, it's literally just, it's called the iceberg for a reason. It's just a giant white inflatable, and it has handles along all one side. And it's yeah. like a rock wall. You climb yeah. up the handles, and you get up on top, and you can see literally everything, the whole campground from yeah. on top. And, uh... You have to slide down the side, but it's terrible, dude. It's scary, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a high drop. Yeah, do I want? Because you can touch the ground if you go straight in, just like feet in or whatever. You'll go down and touch the ground and go back up, and yeah. that's eighteen feet deep. Yeah, you know. And dude, the clown's so gross. I know. It's just like uh, so seaweedy because it's oh, a pond. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. It's oh, just that's one of my biggest fears, man. I'd like snapping turtle. No, no. <laughs> Because there's so many movies, you right. know, where they're like they're swimming in the pond and then they get wrapped up in the seaweed. Yeah. Oh, so dude, as soon as I go down and I feel that seaweed, bro, I panic every time, <laughs> every fucking time, never fails. Yeah, but dude, I remember the first time I saw it, like when we went there, when they added it there, I was like, dude, I'm so back flipping off of that. And then I got up there and I was like, mm, I don't think I jump. Yeah. <laughs> and then they were like, no jumping. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I do. I'm so excited to go. I got a, a lot to do next week. So we got high tide on Friday, and then Saturday I'm going paintballing, which I'm super excited for. It's been years since I got to do that. And then later in the day I'm going to hang out with my cousin, you know? So I'm really excited about that, too. It's been a while since I got to see her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you said, so you, oh, you said high tide also is what you're excited to do. Right. Oh, yeah. You got anything else going on? Um, for this week, not really, other than just work, you know, um, uh, yeah, no, I mean, cause multi-days was this weekend, so there ain't really much to do next weekend, uh, yeah, no, I'm just waiting for some shows to come up, other than that, and that's like more like in a month, so, just working for now. <laughs> when was the last time you made someone smile? And I'm not talking about, like, one of your friends and you make, made a joke, I'm talking about, like, a stranger. Well, today. Yeah. Yeah. When when I go to the gas like when I go to the gas station, I hold the door or like I'll hold the door for other people. Yeah. Mhm. And I'll be I'll be like, "How you doing?" or whatever, and you know, it's just like it's it's as crazy as simple as those gestures are, that enlighten people's day. Yeah. You know, just that little bit of kindness from people. You know, holding the door so they don't have to grab it and just saying like, "Have a good day." Yeah. You know, just it helps, especially like especially with cashiers and workers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you can go in and they're like, "How you doing? Good. How are you?" You know, like just another day living life. You know, living yeah. this magical world. You know, whatever. Yeah, 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 Those yeah, small yeah. little two minute interactions, and you're gone. Yeah. You know, my, my favorite's like when uh, the guys coming in like lo- like loading up the store. Mm-hmm. You know, and he has like his dolly and all the shit. And you, you like I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like these people struggle holding these doors. Right. And then, like there's been times where I've just been like. The, you know, right spot, right time. 
and been able to hold the doors for them. And they are the most grateful people in the fucking world, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that's I feel like a professional delivery guy should probably bring a door stopper with them. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're like, if they it would just... in the back of the truck. Right. They, you know, and then there's, like, not even, like, a small... Just grab, like, a piece of wood you can just jam under yeah. the door, you know? Yeah, yeah, true. That, that'd be tough. But... But my favorite is, like, when people call me sir. Sir? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, when you're holding the door, and they're like, oh, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, that, I, I say that. Uh, or, like, excuse me, sir. Yeah. You know, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, so do I, of course. Yeah. When, or ma'am. If mm-hmm. it's a woman, you know. That's it. But, yeah. Yeah. But, um... Go, hold on. Uh, going back to the... It's a... Pretty... I feel like not that big uh, of effort put in. I feel like a lot of people should do that more. You know? Like, and especially, like... Especially when driving. You know? Uh, I fished our brothers up the other week, but like letting somebody in yeah, on cool. the road, week, yeah. yeah, letting somebody in on the road, that type of thing. Like you know, it's it's something small, it's simple, but you know how grateful that person is that you yeah. let them in, yeah. you know, or like you said, help help the door for them, or even tip. That's one big thing is a lot of people take advantage of not wanting to tip people, and I I'm a, I I I don't go overboard with it. I just like to tip when it's there, yeah. you know. I'm yeah. always looking for a tip jar, and like. At uh, especially when something's quick and easy, you know, it's right on the money. Where I'm in and out in a few minutes here, like it was easy, you know. Here, here's a few extra dollars for your time, whatever. Uh, I don't have a problem with doing that. So, uh, how do you feel about like when, cause like Taco Bell and like KFC are starting to ask for tips now? How do you feel about that? Like, what do you mean? So, by ask you, for tips. So, if you order at the the kiosk, oh, okay, it was it happened at Taco Bell and it happened at um Steak and Shake. No. Yeah, steak and shake—the place where they do like steak for burgers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, at the, you're ordering at the kiosk, and at the end, it asks you, "Would you like to leave leave a tip?" How do you feel about that? Um, I feel like it more just depends on the time. You know what I mean? Like, if they're just uh, like, I look at it as is like, am well, I always feel like, as me as a person, am I taking up a shit ton of time ordering a shit ton of food? I always look at it like that. You know, am I coming in there with a big ass order in the middle of dinner rush, you know, like uh, expecting it to be done in 10 minutes, you know, type of thing. I'll tip at that. But if it's like I go there and get a Crunchwrap Supreme with a drink and it's the middle, there's nobody there or whatever. No, I'm not like, no, sorry that that you're taking over. That's just doing your job. You know what I mean? But when you're getting overworked, you deserve that extra money. You know, when you're when you're working like that. So. But like overall, like I was gonna say that at Malta days, it was there was a thirty five dollars sweatshirt. I had forty bucks. You know, instead of just getting that extra five back, I decided to make the dude's night because I could really tell. Uh, I was like, here's forty. I was like, just keep the extra five. It's for you, man. He was like, oh really? Thank you, man. You know, like I yeah. really appreciate it. Yeah. You know, like it's just so surprising, especially those Kia, like those carnival worker yeah, carnies. Yeah. You know, I feel like they're the they're shit on so much. Yeah, yeah so much. And uh, they're they're just normal people, especially yeah. like the one at Malt. Those well, are all I people, say normal. but uh, they're all just human. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, carnies are weird, bro. I've partied with carnies before. I've yeah. hung out with carnies before. I've gotten a fight. I got in a fight with a sandwich fair with a fucking a carny trying to sell me knives. Really? Kitchen knives. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, bro, was there? Yeah. 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 Little bit. Yeah, it was literally like that too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because they were, like, selling knives, and then they had, like, u- unique knives, and they had kitchen knives, you mm-hmm. know? I was looking at the unique knives, blah, 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 and the guy was like, like, kid, are you even old enough to fucking 
uh, buy to buy these, mm-hmm. and then I was like, no, I'm 12 years old, you know, mm-hmm. and then like we were drinking and we were right. having a good fucking time, you know, and and the guy didn't like my joke, yeah, you know, and he comes out from around the table. And gets in my face. Oh, no. no. Yeah, bro. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. the See, I can't do it. I can't do it. If that was me personally, I wouldn't let that slide, you know? No, like, exactly. So, and he <laughs> gets in my face, and he's like, oh, you think you're a little jokester, huh? And I was like, and I just fucking shoved him. Like, I wasn't dealing with the situation. You right. You know what I'm saying? And I just fucking shoved him. And then when I shoved him and knocked over the display and the tables and everything went fucking flipping over, uh, yeah. you know, and all this shit. You know, and then after that, I just turned sideways and I squared up, waiting for him to get up, you know? Right. And then, um, Britt, Britt, and... Cause like a couple other people with us too, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Why did it ain't worth it? It ain't worth it." Okay. You know? But yeah, yeah. But I forgot where I was going. Mm-hmm. Well, fucking, uh, we. Uh, well, I had friends uh, run from the cops at the fair. They got away. Just... Well, what were we? T- what were we talking about before? Before that, we were talking about the fair. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, we were talking about making people smile, but I forgot. Oh, yeah, yeah, just, like, those kindness things, you mm-hmm. know, just those simple acts of kindness, but we we talked enough about that. Yeah. Uh, but well, I, I, I didn't get the answer. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, so, so for me, it's, it's literally just, like, any, well, all right, so the reason why I asked is because there isn't a lot of people taking time out of their day to just do something nice for somebody else. Like, little things like you were saying, like, holding the door when you see somebody coming up, that happens to me all the time. Right, I'm walking up, somebody's walking out, and they just, like, walk, you know? No, right. No concern for me. And not that I'm expecting them to, you know? This. But it's nice when it does happen. Right. You know? But, uh, yeah, there's not a lot of people, you know, taking that time for everybody else, you know? And it, I see this a lot at work, too, which is which is the most infuriating thing ever. Because I, I've gotten a nice rapport around my shop for being, the, like, the team player guy. Mm-hmm. But I don't see it as I'm being a team player, bro, work. Like, we're all just part of a team. We're all trying to do the same thing. We're trying to all help the same company make the money. You know, we're all trying to get our fucking paychecks. And so the way that I look at it is, if there's anything that I can do to make your job easier, tell me, because I should do that. Mm-hmm. Right? And just as you should do the same for me. You shouldn't be doing anything that's going to intentionally make my job harder, and I'm not going to do the same for you. You know? And, that, and that's how I look at just all these little interactions and like this. I'm already opening the door. So why not just hold it for an extra second? That gives you an extra second, and now I feel a little bit better about myself. It's a win-win for everybody. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's how that's how I see it. But, you know, luckily enough that this, like, the question is, is when was the last time you made someone smile? Right? I'm grateful or fortunate enough that this happens to me every time I, I get to leave the house and go out in public. Whether it's because of just me, because for some reason every people like to come up to me and talk to me, I don't fucking know why, or it's because of my daughter. People are just obsessed with my fucking daughter, and every especially any older elder ladies, you know, they, if they see her, they're like, oh my god, you know, and the whole thing. What's your name? You're so cute. You're adorable. Oh my god, you guys are doing such a good job, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and all that stuff, you know. So, but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I'm really missing that Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> there's so many that uh that fair is so extremely. I feel like well, it's very popular, but extremely underrated. I feel like it's the best, you know, like because Corn Fest is very popular in DeKalb. You know, um, there's like uh the State Fair and stuff like that. I just feel like Sandwich Fair doesn't get well. They're mostly because they've gotten uh shittier with the kids rides over time. You know what I mean? Because obviously it isn't like adults going in there and going for the rides and stuff like that. Right, right, right. But like overall, their people 
like their adult stuff has gotten a lot better. They have a lot better boots, more interesting stuff, stuff you actually want to buy, and it's like uh, quality stuff. Yep. You know, and I've been to the state fair, and I've been to a lot of like the Romeoville fair, Romeoville fair, and all that shit. Dude, sandwich fair beats them all. But the one thing that the sandwich fair has playing against it is it's in the middle of fucking nowhere. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that also works to their advantage. You know how much parking they get? Oh, exactly. You know, and you know how big the fucking fair is because it's in the middle. Right. Of it's well, I think it is exactly a mile. I think from. Like one end to another. Yeah, yeah, I think it is exactly one mile. Yeah. Like to walk that curve, like because it's like a straight road, it's like yeah. a big oval. So yeah. they just one big oval. It literally, I think, is that it's or, or it's like a point five, and it's one. So, uh, if you walk back to one, it's like a full mile. Yeah, it is. Although you can walk it a lot faster as an adult. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, it, de- it definitely does not feel as big as uh, uh we're adults. You know. Mm-hmm. But also, but also, I feel like the food gets worse <laughs> as you become an adult. You know what I mean? Stuff well, it probably gets worse because you know it's worse. Exactly. You know? As you become an adult. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm ha- I'm grateful, dude. I don't have to worry about any of that shit. Like, anything food-wise. Like, I, I don't have to worry about calories or sugar intake or, you know, any, any of that shit. Because you need as much as you can get. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I'm super grateful for that because I see people who have to, like, count their calories. You know, especially, like, um, Dalton keeps me really involved with his uh, program, you know, and mm-hmm. how he goes about counting all his calories. And, you know, like, it, it sucks. It, part of me feels, like, pity, you know, because he's he, he'll be like, oh, I'm hungry. And then, like, oh, okay, I'll go ahead, go eat some. You know, we'll take a break. And then he's like, oh, I can't eat till 9 o'clock tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like. That sucks. Right. You know, it's like I get to eat even when I'm not hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like when I'm bored. And they encourage just, it, right. you know. Yeah. You know, that's the best time when you're not hungry because it'll put on the extra weight. Yeah. Exactly. Dude, you know what upsets me? I lost four pounds in two days. Damn. Two days in because I skipped one meal. One fucking meal, dude. I came home. I was tired. Brett was supposed to make. Uh, dinner, but she forgot. Cause I asked her to do like three or four things for me, mm-hmm. and she did all the other ones and for- forgot to make dinner. So when I got home, I was fucking exhausted, and I just said, "Fuck it, I'll eat in the morning." Yeah. So like, were you hungry though? Like, was your stomach growling and stuff? So, so here's no, th- th- that's my biggest. Hold on, hold on. So was your stomach growling and stuff? Like, yes. were you hungry? Yes. That's it right there, because I have the same problem. Like, if I like, that's how that's how I'll lose literally three pounds in a day. Because I'll just be hungry, my stomach will be growling, and it's eating itself. Right. It's eating the fat from your body. Yeah, yeah. And then you sleep on top of that, yeah. too. You're sweating, you lose calories in your sleep, and you're yeah. going to lose a few pounds. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And, and that's exactly right. And, you know, and that's most likely probably what happened. Like, my issue is, like, hunger to me isn't a thing much anymore. I, like, being hungry to me is just a, like a state of being. You know what I'm saying? It's like when I get hungry, it's nothing to me. You get what I'm saying? And it's a problem, right? Because I get hungry and then I should eat, but then I'll go another eight hours without eating. Right. Right? And it's just because, like, the pain in my stomach isn't enough to make me act on it. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of times eating causes more inconvenience than it does solve, right? Because with all my teeth problems, right? I get food stuck in my teeth. That hurts my teeth. Now my teeth are irritated. My gums start swelling up. And now my teeth are hurting for the rest of the fucking day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's just I get stuck in these cycles. And so, like, when this happened the other day, it 
for me to say I didn't eat because dinner wasn't made is a complete, you know, false narrative because we have frozen food. We have food, dinner from the night before in right. the refrigerator, all these things, right, uh, for me to eat. But to me, I was just like, oh, the food ain't ready for me to eat. Like, as in, like, typically when I come home, the food's just on a plate, just thrown in the microwave, and I eat. Right. Right. So when I came home, that that wasn't the situation. And then, so, and because of that, I was like, I'll just spend these last, because I get like 30, 40 minutes when I get home from when I get home till I have to be asleep. Right. Right. So I was like, I'm just going to take this time to watch a YouTube video or two and then just go straight to bed, you know? And then, uh, yeah, when I uh, checked my weight the next day, I was down four pounds. Hmm. And that, yeah, and then the weight after that. Yeah, that, uh, that, that sucks. Especially when you're trying to put weight on. Dude, I was so excited, bro. Like, I called Britt, because I, like, I weigh myself at work, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I fucking, it's like, you know, one thirty in the morning, getting ready to go home for the night. And I step on the scale, and I'm like, 139, right? This is the heaviest I've ever weighed in my life, right? I get on the phone, I'm like, Britt, I did it. I'm up, I'm up three pounds. I'm at 139. I did it, you know? Because mm-hmm. before, my, high, my highest was 138. Right. You know? So, I'm like, I'm excited that I broke this, this uh, barrier for myself, you know? And then, uh, like I said, and then like two days later, I didn't eat, and then I got on the scale, and I was like, okay. That sucks. Yeah. But, you know, it's just all just part of learning. Learning to cope with things. Mm-hmm. You know? So, what was the last book you read? Um, shit. I feel like that's bad. Uh, <laughs> No, um, it's probably gonna be like of mice and men. Yeah, mm-hmm. You know, with like George and Lenny and stuff like this. I read that like uh, sophomore year of high school. Dude, that book has played such an influence on my life. It's the reason why I wear gloves at work all the time. Like, if you look at my hands, okay, for all the manual labor that I do, if you look, I have very little calluses. Oh, you're lucky. And my hands are fucking like immaculate. I, and it's because <laughs> of that book, dude. You see. I don't even do that hard of work, but you can still see all mine. Yeah. You know, like, it's still, you can see them all on the grips up here. Yeah, and so it's because of that fucking book that I do this. So in that book, they they end up at a farm, um, and there's a guy there. I can't, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he always wears a glove on his left hand. Oh, uh, Curly. Curly, yes. And then, so, you know, like, everyone's giving them shit because they all, like, work with no gloves, right? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, they're like... Wait, the worker guy? Or are you talking about the dude who he fights? The bo- the boxer guy? The guy who had, like, that's the wife. The guy of the wife. That Yes, yes, him. The, the So, like, because Lenny kills the wife, yes, right? Remember? Yes, yes, and yes, the, yes. Curly, the husband. Yes. Yeah, okay. The boxer yes. guy or whatever. Yes. Okay. Yep. yep, yep, yep. And then, so, they're, like, giving him shit because he's always wearing a glove. And then, finally, someone asked him why. Like, why does he wear just one glove? And he and he says, this hand's for work and this hand's for my wife. Right? Mm-hmm. So he's meaning he keeps it, you know, clean and soft and, you know, all this shit so he can touch his wife. Right. Right? So then, so I, I always had that in the back of my head. Right? Then one day I come home from work and my hands look like yours. Right? They're fucking calloused and bruised and fucking dirty as hell. I got fucking dirt under my nails. All this shit. Right? And I'm like holding hands with my, my ex-girlfriend. And she looks at my hands, and she's like, you're never touching me with these hands, right? Because they were, you know, rough and rugged and blah, 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 you know? And you're then, doing, you're being too much of a man. Right. I don't like it. Yeah. You know? And then, so, ever since then, I only, 
I wear my gloves 24-7 all the time because I want to keep my hands soft. You know? That's, you know, that's, I don't know, I I wish I could wear gloves or whatever, but I, I got to have the feeling in my fingers. My hand-eye coordination's off if I don't have direct feeling on what I'm touching. I can, I can see that. Can and especially with me being so blind. Yeah. 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 So I really need to put it back. I'll, I'll, get, I'll give a good example. That I don't know if the camera will be able to see it. How thick the lenses are. Do you see Jesus. how far past it goes the holder? <laughs> yeah, I'm blind. All right. When I wake up, first thing I do is put on my glasses. Yeah. What else? What's the next step? What do you do immediately after that? Go to the bathroom. Oh, like, so I wake up, and I, like, toss and turn, whatever, see if I can fall back asleep. If I need to get up, I'll get up. Or, uh, if I, so if I get up to my alarm in the morning, I, like, sit there, I'm like, uh, I don't want to go to work. Uh, All right. Uh, actually, I won't put on my glasses, because I don't need to, because I'm just going up to shower. I'll just go to the bathroom, then I go up to the shower. Uh, I shower, come downstairs, whatever, I'll put my glasses on after the shower. Get changed, and then get ready for work, go to work. So you don't sit on your phone for like five, ten minutes anymore? No. Good. I, um, I'll like, if I sometimes after sh- after the shower, I'll just like put on a YouTube video in the background to make some noise, gotcha. you know, so it isn't just silence while I'm like getting dressed. Yeah. But I don't sit and go on my phone. If I'm in the car on the way to work, then I may go on TikTok, but usually we just listen to music. Yeah, because I'm working on a theory. What? I can't really get into too much of it right now, but it's it involves... The theory revolves around the first thing you do immediately when you wake up in the morning and how that correlates with success. Okay? So that's why I was curious. That's why I wanted to ask. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so somewhere about the midway point, we like to cover our mental illness, you know, shine a light on a new trending topic, you know. But, uh, oh, before we get into that, dude, guys, tell us, what, like, when was the last time that you guys made someone smile or someone made you guys smile? You know, tell us down here in the description. Yeah. All right? Comment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in the comments, sorry. Hmm. Um, uh, yeah, so we're going to cover our mental illness. This week's is going to be adjustment disorder. Okay, so Google has adjustment disorder defined as a an emotional or behavioral reaction to a stressful event or change in a person's life. The reaction is considered an unhealthy or excessive response to the event or change within three months of it happening. So basically, if you have a, a irrational reaction to a, a event that has happened in your life, essentially is what they're trying to say, right? So uh, obviously, we want to do a further deeper dive onto that. And so I end up on Mayo Clinic under adjustment disorder, right? And then they have this defined as that adjustment disorder are stress-related conditions. You experience more stress than you would normally be expected in response to a stressful or unexpected event. And the stress causes significant problems in your relationships, at work, or at school. Work problems going away. Work problems. Oh, okay. This is like some examples of what may be causing issues. Uh, Work problems going away to school and illness. Death of a close family member or any number of life changes can cause stress. Most of the time, people adjust to such changes within a few months. But if you have an adjustment disorder, you continue to have emotional or behavioral reactions that can contribute to feeling anxious or depressed. You don't, you don't have to tough it out on your own, though. Treatment can be brief and is likely to help you regain your emotional footing. So what, um, the reason why we're talking about adjustment disorder is I've been diagnosed with adjustment disorder. 
And I haven't actually done too much research into what exactly it all means or what it represents and how it affects me on my everyday life. And so a part of me is due to ignorance. And then also part of it has due that I'm, you know, I'm kind of scared. You know, it's scary. Like it, it's always scary when somebody like tell like defines you, right? Puts a label onto you. And especially when it comes from a professional, right? Who knows what the fuck they're talking about. And then and even deeper, it, you know that after figuring this out and knowing this information, it's going to change the way that you behave. Because, right? And what I mean by this is once you become aware of the problem, it's almost impossible for you to ignore it anymore, right? So, so I've been putting it off. You know, I, I, I wanted to know about it because obviously it's going to help me, but I was scared to know what this means about myself, right? And after doing all the, the research into this, I mean, it, it, it's pretty straightforward. You know, it's definitely a lot. I was a lot more scared than I should have been because a lot of this shit, it all just kind of makes sense. Like, as we go through and we read it, I don't think that there's any point in this uh, diagnosis that for anybody that would that doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? So uh, we're going to get into some of the symptoms of adjustment disorder. Okay? So some signs and symptoms depend on the type of adjustment disorder and can vary from person to person. You experience more stress than would normally be experienced in response to a stressful event, and the stress causes significant problems in your life. Adjustment disorder affects how you feel, think, how you feel and think about yourself and the world, and may also affect your actions or behavior. So we're gonna get into some examples, right? So something in your life is gonna happen, you know. So like they gave the example of uh, the loss of a loved one, and these may be some of the side effects that you would experience if you have adjustment disorder, right? Uh, feeling sad, hopeless, and not enjoying things that you, uh, that you used to enjoy, right? And that could be, you know, pretty straightforward. Uh, frequent cry- crying, worrying, or feeling anxious, nervous, jittery, or stressed out, trouble sleeping, lack of appetite, difficulty of concentrating, feeling overwhelmed, difficulty functioning in daily activities, withdrawing from social supports, Avoiding important things such as going to work or paying bills, suicidal thoughts or behavior. So, a lot of this stuff is to be expected um, when dealing with something, say, like the loss of a family member, right? The reason why this is considered a problem at this point is because what was stated in the beginning is you can't get diagnosed with adjustment disorder unless how you're feeling is lasted a prolonged amount of time, right? They said at least three months. So, but but also at the same time, they're also saying that it's normal for you to feel all these things for up to about three months after something significant happens. It's when you start going beyond that point, that three-month period point, that it, that is a legitimate issue that, that's worth talking to somebody about. You get what I'm saying? So uh, to continue with symptoms, they say symptoms of adjustment disorder start within three months of a stressful event and has no and lasts no longer than six months after the stressful event. However, persistent or chronic adjustment disorders can continue for more than six months, especially if the stressor is ongoing, such as unemployment. Right. So I guess that this is this is what I was just referring to about the three to three month mark. Right. So. With the with the adjustment disorder, it just prolongs all of this stuff, you know, a lot longer than it typically should, right? So, 
So from what we've uh, been reading, everything was pretty straightforward and normal in the aspect of like from no matter what mental illness you're looking at, um, it's it's gonna look the same on paper as in like structurally, right? On any of these websites, but then we start getting into some areas that I haven't seen up onto uh, a mental illness before, right? They have a direct correlation of when you should go see a doctor if you have this, which, like I said, this typically isn't a, you know, a topic that they cover when talking about mental illnesses, right? Because, and I'm, to be honest, I don't know why it's really like that, but maybe it has something to do with the words like, well, if you think you have schizophrenia, then you probably should have already been at the doctor, you know what I'm saying? Versus like this, it's hard because, you know, like we're running off the example of somebody passes away, you're supposed to experience all this when somebody you love passes away, right? So then, like it was saying, it's like if it's you're experiencing it for a, a long period of time, then that's why they're they're saying this is when you should go see a doctor is once you've hit this this milestone or this mile mark, right? So uh, so they go on to say when to see a doctor. Usually stressors are temporary, and we learn to cope with them over time. Symptoms of adjustment disorder get better because of the stress has eased, but sometimes the stressful event remains a part of your life, or a new stressful situation comes up and you face the same emotional struggles all over again. Talk to your doctor if you continue to struggle or if you're having trouble getting through each day. If you, if you can't get treatment to help cope better with stressful events and feel better about your life again. If you have concern about your child's adjustment or adjustment or behavior, talk with your child's pediatrician, okay? So it's basically just saying everything that I just said, right? Next slide. So uh, a very, very common uh, symptom or trait of adjustment disorder is uh, suicidal thoughts or behaviors. So they have a big, big disclaimer um, for anybody suffering from adjustment disorder or any type of adjustment disorder to please be mindful of your actions and the people around you. Or if you know that someone is suffering with something that is a behavioral um, side effect, you know, please keep an eye on them. Please keep a watch out. And if you are having trouble, please, please do reach out and talk to the people around you. Because, you know, the one thing that people don't ever really take into consideration when it, they get to spots like this is everything just becomes very selfish. And I get this. I've been here before. And the reality of the situation is when you're there, I know that it's hard to see the outside. And I know it, the only thing that matters in that moment is you. And you're not wrong. But when you decide to take these actions, you're just passing on all of your anger to somebody else. And that's not fair. That's not right. I'm not saying that everything's easy, but you're not making it easy. You know, there's a lot of people that love you. There's a lot of people that wish you well. So just keep that in mind. Okay, so some of the causes for adjustment disorder. Adjustment disorder can, can be caused by significant changes or stress in your life. Genetics, your life experiences, and your treatment may uh, increase your likelihood of developing uh, an adjustment disorder. So risk factors, right? 
so things that can um, increase you developing this this disorder right is stressful life events both positive and negative may put you at risk of developing an adjustment disorder for example divorce or marital problems relationship or interpersonal problems changing situations such as retirement having a baby or going away to school adverse situations uh, situations such as losing a job loss of a loved one or having financial issues problems in a school or at work life-threatening experiences such as physical assault combat or a natural disease ongoing stresses such as having a medical illness or living in a crime-ridden neighborhood so a- after reading all this let me go back to this it makes sense why my therapist diagnosed me with this because it says uh, you know relationship or an interpersonal problem right when I got diagnosed with this um, I-, I just I just lost my job me and my girlfriend really struggling and we just had a baby you get what I'm saying so a lot of the things that they're talking about in these uh, examples are the things that I was going through. You know, it says stressful life events. I mean, you got a lot of you guys know a lot of my story by now. You know, you, I got plenty of that. You know, it says both positive and negative, which I got a lot of. You know, relationship problems. It's got plenty of that. Uh, changing situations, such as having a baby or going away to school. I just had a baby. Adverse situations, losing a job. Uh, and I've been chronically sick for the majority of my fucking life. I was born that way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, after going through, and this is what I was saying at the beginning, and reading all this, it makes more sense that it does harm. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I grabbed my phone. So it says, complications and prevention. Right? Uh, if, adjustment dis- uh, if adjustment disorders do not resolve, they can eventually lead to more serious mental health problems, such as anxiety, depression, or substance abuse. There is no guaranteed way to prevent a, a adjustment disorder, but developing health, healthy coping skills and learning to be resilient may help you during times of stress. If you know that a stressful situation is coming up, such as a move or retirement, call on your inner strength. Incle- increase your healthy habits. Re- uh, rally your social supporter, your social supports in advance. Remind yourself this is usually uh, time limiting, and you can get through it. Also, consider checking in with your doctor or mental health professional to review healthy ways to manage your stress. So I think that this is the best thing that they could have fucking said. Is, like, if you know that something's coming up, right? Like, or your review at work's coming up, or you're getting ready to move, or if you know that one of your relatives are not doing well, right? There's things that you can do actively now to help yourself for in these moments, Right? Now, things are a lot harder when things come up, obviously, spur of the moment. Like, especially, like, in the beginning of COVID when we all just lost our jobs, right? There, there was really no way to prepare yourself for that, right? So, but, I, uh, you know, do what you can. You know, try to use your foresight. Try to think ahead. And, you know, um, one of the best and worst pieces of advice that I've ever gotten in my life is expect the unexpected, right? It's the best advice because you do want to always try to be prepared for everything. But you can't unexpect what you don't expect. So mm-hmm. it's co- very contradicted. And maybe it's just because I'm young and I just don't quite understand it fully to the point yet. But, yeah, we got to expect the unexpected. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Risk factors continued. Uh, life experiences can impact how you cope with stress. For example, your risk of developing an, an adjustment disorder may be increased if you experience significant significant stress in childhood 
right? Which plenty of that. Have other mental problems. Got plenty of those. Having a difficult life circumstances happening at the same time. And that's just the story of my fucking life. So for where where we got all this information as I said in the beginning is at first it was at Google, then Mayo Clinic underneath adjustment disorders. So so yeah, I think that's gonna basically kinda round out the episode. David, uh if you can declare something out loud for yourself to work on for the next week, what would it be? Um pro- uh probably the same thing as last week, honestly. Uh that's probably the thing I've been uh still struggling with the most finding that motivation to go out, you know. So I still wanna keep on going out. I don't wanna take this time for granted. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing much, I'm just working right now. So every day after work, you know, it's easy for me to go out and just play basketball. You know, helps me get tan, helps me get out in the sun, you know. So, yeah, I'm still the same thing as last week. Keep going out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think that um, this week I want to try to work on being a better friend because I I don't know if this part was in the podcast or not, but we were talking about, like, treating, people's how, treating other people how you want to be treated. Like I said, this is a a lesson I'm still trying to learn in life because it turns out that's not how things work at all. They've been lying to me all my fucking life. Either that or my how I go is very skewed, which I'm thinking is more of the problem here. Mm -hmm. But, (laughs) um, so yeah, I guess I just got, it just, it just, it's so hard for me, man. It's so fucking hard because it's, it's exactly that. I just want people to treat me how I want to be treated and I'm going to treat them how I would like to be treated. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Match the vibe. You know, it, yeah. And so it's it's just hard. Uh, it's something I definitely want to work on a lot more. Okay. You know? So that'll probably be it. I just got to be a little more mindful of how I approach and talk to other people. I'll say that that's what it is. Okay. Okay. So if you guys enjoyed today's episode, please follow us, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, any Facebook. We have a we have a Facebook group. Uh, so you can follow us there. Um, other than that, tell us what you guys thought. Tell us what you thought about this week's episode. Tell us about the uh, mental illness. Tell us if you guys are struggling. And please, please remember, if you are having suicidal thoughts or you are, you know someone who is, please reach out. Get help. There's people that will listen and who will help you. I promise. Okay? Love you guys. Drive safe, work safe, be safe. Peace.